Welcome to the Be Smart Podcast. I'm Jared Dillian, and we are here today to talk to the guy who keeps things running at the Daily Dirt Nam. His name is Logan Miller. He is a student at Coastal Carolina University. Logan, welcome to the show. Jared, hey, thanks for having me on, man. Where are you from originally? Originally, I am from Socasty, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Socasty. Don't they call that Soca Trash? Soca Trash, Soca Traz. You know, it goes by many names. <laughs> but hey, I love it, you know. No, why do, why does why do they call it Soca Trash? Well, you know, to be completely honest with you, Jared, uh, I mean, I love my neighborhood. I love where I'm from. Everywhere else, though, you seem to run into a lot of the same people. Um, squatted trucks, big-time hunters, and uh, maybe not the most socially responsible, I would say. Well, it also, you know, driving through there, it's just, it's it's not pretty. Like, there's kind of these crappy strip malls, and it's just, you know, I don't know. They didn't put a lot of thought into beautification, I guess. Sure. Yeah. I'm happy you're telling me all this now, Jared, on the podcast. <laughs> it's good to get your, your, your real opinion. Tell me how you really feel, you know. Well, the first time I met somebody from Socasty was in 2010 and I was doing this I was actually DJing this event for the Chamber of Commerce and um, I hadn't been Sakasti and uh, this guy comes up to me and he's like and I said where are you from and he's like Saka trash I'm like what the hell are you talking about <laughs> and I'm, I'm like why do you call it that he's like you'll see he should go and check it out he says you'll see you'll so, see yeah well you know I've met a lot of really good people from Sakasti um, but I've also seen a lot of people, some certain unsavory individuals, and I've had some experiences, too, that I'd, I'd love to speak on if, if we have the time. All right. Maybe we'll get back to that later. Okay. So how old are you? I'm 20 years old. And when do you turn 21? 21 in June of this year. So you got four months to go. Approximately, I'd yeah. say. How much does it suck to have four months to go until you turn 21? Jared, you have no idea. I mean, <laughs> leading up high school, college, I wasn't really one of those big party guys. You know, I didn't go out that much. I was in a very committed relationship. And, you know, I, I just enjoyed a nice night at home, curled up with a good book, I'd say. But, you know, as my life's progressed and I've met new people, um, I've started enjoying going out a lot more. And not being 21 has really put quite the wrinkle in things. I'd yeah, say. it cramps your style. Oh, it does. And I have to be very creative with the ways I get into bars. Well, I turned 21 in 1995. And my wife is three months older than me. So okay. there, was, there was a period of three months where she could drink and I couldn't. And I was like, damn you. I'm like, do not rub it in, you know. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I didn't have to. I never, I never got a fake ID. That was actually, when I was at the academy, that was considered an honor violation if you got a fake ID. Oh, I bet. But the interesting thing is, is that with a military ID, if you went up to a bar and gave them your military ID, most of the time they would just assume that you were 21 mm -hmm. and they would let you in. So even though I wasn't 21, I didn't, most of the time I could get into bars. Really? Well, I'll tell you what, without a military ID, they definitely check and see if you're 21. I've gone up to some real boneheads, and they have just started doing some calculus in their head, staring at my ID for five to six minutes and being like, uh, nah, man, nah, you're not 21. I'm like, Ugh, it's worth a try. <laughs> I thought I would be close enough. They wouldn't really, they just kind of look at the year and give it back to me, but it doesn't work that way, apparently. So did you do any sports in high school? I did, actually. I played lacrosse uh, all four years of high school. 
Oh, uh, do you play at Coastal? I don't. I know there's a club team at Coastal. There's n- there's not a varsity team. There's not like an actual school team. No, it's just the club team. And I considered it, but it was it was pretty expensive. And I'm involved with a lot of other stuff at Coastal. So yeah. Uh, did you do any activities in high school? Any activities? Um, honestly, I was I was pretty boring in high school. Um, just look, I kind of just stuck to lacrosse. I wasn't really part of any clubs or associations, but. I mean, now that I'm at Coastal, I've kind of turned that around. But I do wish I would have gotten involved with more clubs in high school. Mm. I was on the math team. Math team. You seem like a math team kind of guy. I bet you were really good at it, too. It was a really boring club. We oh, used to go around to like competitions and stuff. and Yeah. <laughs> so one of my favorite questions I like to ask people I'm interviewing okay. is, what do you do with your free time? How much free time do you have, and what do you do with your free time? You know, recently kind of back to the whole coastal thing with my studies and kind of the clubs and associations I'm a part of my free time has shrunk a little bit and you know, I'm, I'm as busy as I've ever been, but I still have plenty of free time and you know, a good part of it, of course, on the weekends is going out with friends enjoying myself and meeting and talking to new people. But, uh, one of my big hobbies at the moment is actually chess. Playing are, you, chess. are you getting better at it? No. I'm not. Um, <laughs> I'm getting a little better. That's at like it, a actually. thing nowadays. People are playing chess on their phones. I see this all the time. You know, it's it's kind of. Um, I kind of I kind of feel like I jumped on the bandwagon a little bit. You know, I've never seen the Queen's Gambit. I've heard nothing but good things. But after that came out, everybody and their mom wanted to learn how to play chess. And now, the chess websites I use get all clogged up with all these new chess players, and it's like ah, unbelievable. I play I play backgammon. Backgammon. Yeah. You are a big backgammon guy, huh? Yeah. Don't you have a, a nice board, too? Yes, I have. I think I told you this. I mm-hmm. have a a backgammon board from Hector Sachs, uh, which is a luxury backgammon board maker in Paris. Paris. And my backgammon board costs like $2,000. It's a custom-made backgammon board. Quite the investment on a backgammon board. Yep. Have you gotten $2,000 of value out of it? Yes. All right. Yes. <laughs> we play backgammon a lot. Nice. Um, so you go to coastal, you've been, is your junior year. Yep. Um, what do you think? You know, honestly, I was, I was thinking about it. Um, when I first enrolled at coastal and I was like, Oh man, is this the right decision? Should I go to state? And of course, you know, staying at home has its perks. When um, you say state, you mean USC, right? Yeah. USC, Clemson. Um, you know, I was applying to all sorts of different places and Tuition was pretty high, especially, I mean, even for in-state. Mm-hmm. But then I, d- I settled on Coastal because, you know, like I said, staying at home does have its benefits and it does have its drawbacks. But I enjoy it. I like staying home with my family. And honestly, the the faculty and staff at Coastal, especially in the business side of things, I really enjoy them. I'm, I'm pretty close with a good bit of them. But uh, I'd say, yeah, Coastal was a good decision, especially the, with the programs I'm affiliated with. Yeah, it's a good school. And... You know, I'm going to be teaching there in the fall again oh, yeah. after after about a five-year break. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, yeah, I mean, it's doing terrific. Um, good leadership. The president's great. Michael Benson, he's terrific. Oh, yeah, Benson's great. Yeah. Um, you know, the the football program has been – I think I think we've reached a peak in football for a while, though. I don't, I don't – I think the yeah. next couple of years are going to be kind of tough. I mean, it's going to be kind of a re- rebuilding phase, I'd yeah. say. New coach. Grayson McCall injury, you know, yeah. I don't know. It's going to be exciting to see though. I'm, I'm going to get all the games still. So coastal has a reputation as a party school. So is it a party school? If you want it to be, 
It's a party. So school. if you don't want it to be, then you can mind your own business and it's fine. You can mind your own business. You can still definitely get value out but of it. But you go home. I mean, you live at home. I live at home, yeah. So if you lived in the dorms, would it be like a zoo? Would it be like Animal House? People yeah. run around togas? You know, <laughs> I've heard some horror stories, that's for sure. I know a couple RAs that have had to bust up some big parties slash orgies, and it just doesn't seem like a good time. But, you know, I feel like in the dorms, uh, I mean, I feel like I could still zero in because there's, there's definitely quieter dorms than others. And most of the parties happen off campus at like the frat houses and sorority houses. Where are the frat houses? So it's act when I say off campus, it's, you could throw a football from the library and hit them, but it's, it's through, it's called quail, just kind of quail drive. Uh-huh. And it's just all sorts of houses and stuff. I never seen it. I've never been there. Yeah. It's a little, it's a little development. I mean, the houses are. Maybe know, that's where I should get a DJ gig. College houses. I'm sure I could get you one. Fiji Friday. Hey, what's Fiji Friday. Fiji's a fraternity on the, um, on coastal and every Friday they throw a little get together. I get together. A little get together, yeah. Yeah. Play some music. That's probably, I got to tell you, as, as, as appealing as that sounds, yeah. uh, a professor DJing at a frat house is probably not a good idea. Not a good look, I would say. <laughs> um, maybe if there were bouncers doing some ID checks at the door, <laughs> you could get away with it, but. Yeah. Um, there, was, there was one time, I was on campus, this was like seven years ago. And I was walking by Wall, and there was a bunch of frat guys standing out in front, Mm -hmm. and they all looked the same. Oh, yeah. I don't know what fraternity it was, but they had the same hair, the same shirt, the same shorts. They looked exactly alike. Yeah, no, you can kind of – you kind of get a nose for it. Um, I was doing interviews for one of the associations I'm in at Coastal, and a guy kind of walked in early, and he had slick back hair, aviators – and like a purple suit on. And I was like, frat guy. <laughs> and I was absolutely right. Because, <laughs> you know, you kind of get a nose for it. You can just kind of see people and sniff them out. Interesting. Very interesting. Uh, so what do you want to be when you grow up? Rich, uh, mainly. Um, I, I don't know. I've got a lot of interest in a lot of different things. Um, I mean, I definitely want to go into finance. That's, that's definitely one of the things that interests me the most. Um, in terms of where in finance, I mean, of course, you know, starting off in an analyst role and then moving from there, of course, is the dream. But it's going to be hard coming from a non-target school like Coastal. Do you have a girlfriend right now? I don't. Ladies, if you're listening, <laughs> he's single. Please, Jerry, please. I don't, I don't need the plug, you know. <laughs> well, it pays to advertise. It pays to advertise. <laughs> How many beautiful women listen to the Jared Dillion podcast, huh? I think a lot. I believe you. Yep. Uh, what kind of music do you like? You know, a lot of people that I talk to say anything but country. And for a little bit, I was that kind of guy. But then, you know, country started to grow on me a little bit. Not the new pop country, but maybe that older John Denver stuff. (laughs) I'm a big fan. You know, nothing, Uh, you know, maybe a little bit of Carrie Underwood, you know, if I'm, if I'm feeling like that. But honestly, I like all types of music. Recently, I've been on like an indie kick, big indie guy, um, older music. I could pull my Spotify right now, you know, just start rattling them off. But, you know, if I hear a good song, doesn't matter who made it, I'll listen to it. You know, I've been known to listen to Katy Perry on occasions, too. Well, how much dance music do you listen to? Probably just in my car when we're driving to lunch. Uh, exactly. Yeah. Not a lot of um, EDM dance music in the playlist, at least. 
I don't know why. I think like I like listening to it at clubs when I'm dancing, but in the car, I don't know. It just feels out of place, in my humble opinion. You know, it's funny. I uh, <clears throat> the, the the mix I posted most recently was called Assault. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's more of an up tempo mix, and uh, I got an email from a guy who's who lives in Switzerland, oh. and he said he was driving on the autobahn in Germany, and he put that mix in. He said he was driving 160 miles an hour, and he said it was amazing listening okay. to that driving 160 miles an hour. So I'm going to disagree. I think it is good for the car. You know what? So on my way home today, I'll put the mix on mm-hmm. 160 miles home, <laughs> um, and I'll let you know how it goes. Okay. I'll send you the check, <laughs> the bill. What are your top three movies? Oh, man, what a good question. Um, you know, I like a lot of movies. I've seen, I've seen a good bit of them, a um, couple international. You know... No particular order, of course, because it's, it's hard to pick a favorite movie. It just depends on what mood you're in. I'm going to go with Die Hard. That's up there. Love Bruce Willis. Uh, Hans Gruber, one of the best villains on, in any movie, I'd say. My humble opinion. Two, let's go with There Will Be Blood. Daniel Day-Lewis. Mm-hmm. Absolute classic. Can't go wrong with that one. And three's a real toss-up, but you know, I think I'm going to go against the grain here, and I'm going to say Megamind. I don't even know what that is. It's a animated movie oh. for children. Man with a big blue head played by Will Ferrell. Spectacular. You should look into it. So one thing I've noticed about you is that you're a little bit of an old soul. Like really? you, you have a, a pretty good working knowledge of movies and music and culture from the 80s and 90s. Oh, yeah. Like a lot of, a lot of kids your age, like anything before like 2006, they have no idea. Right. Like, and, and you actually have a pretty good command of that stuff. I mean, I get it from my parents, 100%. I mean, we do movie nights and we'll watch like weird science, you know, like just classic 80s films. Um, growing up, my dad's a huge Beastie Boys fan. So, of course, you know, sometimes I'll throw sabotage or something on in the car. Big fan, but it's, it's 100% due to my parents. And I, I don't hate it. That's good. That's good. Uh, on a scale of 1 to 10, how hard do you work? Here? No, just in general. In general? One to ten. You know, I can't lie to you and say it's a nine or a ten. Because, I mean, there's definitely times where I could work harder, and I don't. But I, I'm also, you know. All right, let's, let's say the average coastal student is a five. Okay. So where, so where are you? You know, I'd give myself a 7.5, I'd say. Okay. I'd say that's a fair score. You know, because, of course, there are times where I could work harder, I could do more. But also, I believe, you know. I take the the extra step. On a scale of one to ten, how hard are your classes? <sighs> one to ten. You know, I'm gonna say a a four, three or a four. Yeah. Hardest class I've taken so far at Coastal was um, intermediate macroeconomics, and that was uh, that was last semester. That was one of the classes where I actually had to you know hunker down in the library for a little bit and read the textbook. So, <laughs> you know, that was uh, that was definitely a tough one, but I got through it, you know. You know, one of the things I found teaching there was that the students, I think, were accustomed to easier classes mm-hmm. and mine were harder. Yeah. You know, and I would say at the beginning of the class, I'm like, this is this is going to be hard. This is when I was teaching, like, investment analysis. You sure. Know? Yeah. And I said, we're probably going to get one or two A's, three or four B's, six or seven C's, and a couple D's and F's. Yeah. You know, and that's usually how it would turn out. I mean, I mean, I thought my freshman and sophomore year, I was like, man, when I get into these major specific classes, they're going to start kicking my ass, I bet. 
and then, you know, now I'm here and I guess, you know, I guess I've gotten smarter th- as the years have gone on, but you know, I'm like, okay, it's not, it's not, it's not as bad as I thought it was, but I could be better at writing papers. That's for sure. That's something I need to work on. Because your writing is bad or because you procrastinate? Um, when I don't procrastinate, I actually do. I actually can make a nice paper and I do enjoy writing to an extent, but I also procrastinate a good bit and you know, I'm not as diligent in my, like, you know, revising my drafts as I should be. Mm. Yeah. Writing is, you know, um, I mean, obviously I know a lot about writing. Oh yeah. A little bit. Um, but you know, I've always, I've always naturally been a good writer, but when I was in college, you know, I would, you know, I would just write a paper in one draft and hand it in and yeah. get a B and you know, I know what you mean. So, uh, on a scale of one to 10, how good are your magic tricks? Oh, Jared. Um, you know, if you're a guy, you know, I'm going to give you, you'll say like a two, you know, guys aren't too impressed by it, but you know, I'm at the bar. I get the cap of a Michelob ultra can and I make it disappear and come out of a girl's ear. What is, uh, so what do you do for the daily dirt nap? What do I do for the daily dirt nap? You know, I get asked that a lot, especially in interviews. And I'd say my role is mostly administrative, you know, dropping stuff in the filing cabinet, um, you know, keeping the subscriber list up to date, uh, sending emails. Um, but I'd say the, the fun part is the research. Definitely. The research I do for the newsletter, uh, getting to put those together, read through the articles, see if, you know, DJ Stochastic would find this interesting and then sending it over. Getting your feedback on it. Uh, what's up with the hair? What's up with the hair? You think it's too long? It's, you know, no, I don't. Okay. But it's a little aggressive, you know, for job interviews. Yeah. I mean, I don't have any problems with it. I think it's great. Right. So <laughs> so to, to describe Logan's hair, he has what I would call a mullet. Okay. It's like a, it's like a fancy mullet. Okay. Like, so you have a mullet and then you have a mullet. Right. So it's you know a little longer in the back. It's, yeah, yeah. It's not super short in the front, but curly. Kinda, yeah, curly. Yeah, yeah. No. So what is up with the hair? All throughout high school, I never cut it because I cut it once my freshman year. Oh, I didn't cut it. Wait, I, wait, 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 wait. So you had super long hair in high school? Oh yeah, I got it on my driver's you, license. You have any too. pictures on this? Well, don't um, show me. Don't show me now. We're in the middle of the podcast. Yeah, you're right. I'll show you later. Um, yeah, so all throughout high school, never cut my hair. I was playing lacrosse, too. All those guys had the flow and the cabbage hanging out of the helmet, they'd say. So I never cut it. I kept it long. And then, you know, freshman year of college, I was like, I'm, I'm over it. You know, I have to take like 35-minute showers just to clean my hair, and then I get a knot in it. And it ruins my day. So I cut it, and sure, it looks all right, you know, um, nothing too crazy. But when the curls start coming out, that's when I'm, I become a pretty big fan. But... I do see what you mean in terms of job interviews. It is a little aggressive. Yeah, you could probably take one or two inches off for the interviews. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. And yeah. I, I'm probably gonna start getting more regular haircuts. But I am a big fan of my hair. What's up with the clothes? You were wearing a hoodie and jeans. And by the way, like you, you know, I don't know if I told you this, but years ago, I used to have a dress code here at the Daily Dirt Nap. Really? And I used I used to make the interns dress up. Holy cow. Yeah. I mean, well, this is probably the first time you see me in hoodie and jeans in a while, I'd say. Yeah. Because usually I'm wearing something a little nicer. Yeah. But I wasn't going to campus today, and I slept through my first alarm, and I was like, man. So I hopped in the shower, hopped out. And, you know, your previous intern, you know, I guess we're going to need a little bit of education on the future interns. Previous intern was like, yeah, no, there's not really a dress code. You know, I'll just wear a hoodie and jeans. And I'm like, 
Okay. Maybe I could get away with it. What is that, Adam? Yeah, that's Adam. <laughs> well, Adam Adam dressed up okay. I mean, but he had he had very loud socks. Always had very loud socks. Yeah. I'm a big socks guy too, especially when I'm dressing up. There's a fine line between having socks that make a statement okay. and just being loud sock guy. Interesting. And he was kind of like loud sock guy. Oh, that sounds like a negative connotation. <laughs> that doesn't sound uh, doesn't sound too fond. So, so kind of where do you draw the line? You know, what's the difference between loud socks and socks that make a statement? Uh, I got. I don't know. I I see. I don't wear. I just wear black socks now. But sure. when I was wearing suits, I would wear kind of fancy socks, and oh. you know, but. Okay, so you think there's like not a, like neon green ones and stuff like that. So you think there's definitely a fancy aspect to it. Yeah, you know, like if it's like a cool pattern versus. See, just, I just I just wear I just wear, well I can't even see it. I just wear black socks. Yeah, no, so. I threw some uh, some Under Armour ones on today, but. Any opinions on the markets here? Any opinions on the markets here? I feel like. Uh, oh man, that's a great question. Actually, I feel like there's a good bit of uncertainty, but I'm optimistic. You know, personally, I'm optimistic, you know, and I don't know if I get that because I'm kind of in that Jared Dillian echo chamber. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I read a lot of your stuff, but um, I'd say I have a pretty positive outlook. I mean, we've gotten some good economic data recently and I don't know. I just I think it's looking good. What about you? What do you think? Well, I think it's going to be good most of this year and then it's going to get ugly. Oh, really? So, yeah. Okay. Um, all right. Well, everybody. You got to meet Logan, my intern, the man who makes things work here at the Daily Dirt Nap. So, all right. Thanks for listening to the Be Smart Podcast. I'm Jared Dillian. See you next time.